Thank you for joining us today on Drawing Near. This podcast is both a daily devotional and verse-by-verse Bible study. Each study is around 10 to 15 minutes long, and each new podcast is typically produced and available Monday through Friday by 8 a.m. So why this podcast? In the letter of James, we are commanded to draw near to God, and He will draw near to us. That's our purpose here. As we study in a worshipful way, we desire to see and know God and His truths. We draw near. Today we begin Paul's letter to the church in Philippi. The letter is a favorite to many, and with good reason. So, let's take our Bibles and open them to Philippians chapter 1 as we study a humble introduction. As we prepare for this study, let's go to the Lord in prayer together. Father in heaven, we praise you for your grace and mercy, for your love that reaches down through the ages to each one of us through Jesus Christ. We are grateful that you sent your son Jesus to die on the cross to pay for our sins, that through faith in him and in him alone, we can be saved. We thank you for that salvation. We thank you for the way that you keep us and protect us in this salvation. Now, Father, we ask that you open your word to us, open our eyes and our ears, our hearts, that we may see and understand and grow and be more like Jesus day by day. It's in the name of Jesus that we pray. Amen. Let's begin our study today by reading Philippians chapter 1, verses 1 and 2. Verse 1 says, Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Jesus Christ, to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi, with the bishops and deacons. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Like so many books in the New Testament, Philippians is a letter. It's a letter from an apostle, Paul, to a church in the city of Philippi. At the time of this writing, Philippi was a very old city and a very important city in the Roman Empire. Therefore, this church was in a very strategic location. Paul had helped establish this church on his second missionary journey. Paul's reason for writing this letter to the believers in Philippi was to thank them for their love and their support during his ministry. So in verse 1, Paul introduces himself. He says, Paul and Timothy, bondservants of Jesus Christ. It's obvious that Paul is with his son in the gospel, his son in the faith, Timothy. Paul was not married. He did not have children of his own. But Paul took to himself young men and discipled them and then sent them out to minister and share on behalf of the Lord Jesus Christ. Timothy was one of these individuals. I'm often amazed at how Paul describes himself in these letters. Here he describes himself and Timothy as bondservants of Jesus Christ. Ask yourself the question, How would you describe yourself to others? In other words, when you think of who you are or what you are, do you primarily see yourself as an employee, as an employer, as a golfer or a baker or a husband or a wife? How do you describe yourself? How do you view yourself? Over and over again, Paul describes himself to others as a bondservant or a slave 
a servant of Jesus Christ. At his heart, that is Paul's identity. That is who he sees himself to be. Nearly 2,000 years ago, when Paul was writing this, a bondservant was very different than an employee is today. A bondservant was literally a slave. They were somebody attached to a master, a lord, and they had the responsibility of doing what that master said. They didn't have a will of their own. They were a servant, a bondservant, or a slave. Paul describes himself to the church in Philippi as a bondservant of Christ. I do what Jesus says. I go where Jesus tells me to. I am his servant. I serve Jesus. He doesn't serve Jesus sometimes. He serves Jesus all the time. That's what he does. That's a tremendous example for each one of us. Because like Paul and Timothy, we are to be bondservants of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay for our sin. Not simply to save us, but to take us back from our sinful lifestyle and to plant us into a holy, righteous way of living. In order to live holy and righteous before God, we must become like Jesus. We must be followers of Jesus. Jesus is the Lord of all, and we must serve him as Lord of all. This is not a very popular teaching today, but it is clearly in the scriptures. Paul identifies himself and Timothy as bondservants of Jesus Christ. Again, how do we see ourselves? Are we committed to being bondservants of the Lord Jesus Christ? Is he the Lord of our lives? That's an important thing to determine, because if he's not, who is? Who is the Lord of our life? Jesus must be if we're believers. That's what we grow into, day by day, surrendering more and more of ourselves to the Lordship of Jesus Christ. That's what God has called us to. Then he says on in verse 1, To all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi with the bishops and deacons. The word saint simply means someone who is separated from a common condition or use, someone who's dedicated, or someone who is hallowed, revered. When it talks about people, it's talking about those who have been made holy in Christ, pure and righteous, who have been consecrated to the Lord. God has made us holy. He has separated us from the world, separated us from sin for his purpose. Again, this goes back to the idea of being a servant of the Lord Jesus Christ. We have been called and separated to be his followers, to serve him and to be used by him in a very unique way, in a holy, godly, righteous way. And so he's writing to the believers, to the saints in Philippi, along with the bishops or overseers and deacons. The bishops are the pastors. They're the elders. They're the overseers of the church. They're the ones responsible for watching over the flock, for leading the flock to being more like Jesus day by day. And the deacons are ministers. Oftentimes, deacons were supposed to care for the needy, to provide resources to those who were struggling, but not simply financially or materially, 
They were to minister alongside of the bishops or the overseers in the church to care for the flock, the body of Christ. And then in verse 2, we're told, Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul is not just writing this letter from himself. He is extending a greeting. It's as if he's leaving the presence of God, traveling to Philippi, and when he gets there, he is saying, By the way, God wants me to tell you. He wants you to know his grace and peace. Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. That's God's desire for all of his people, that we live in his grace, that we know it by being saved through his grace, but not only saved by his grace, we are being sanctified, matured, completed in our faith by God's grace. God enables us to be saved. God enables us to grow in maturity as believers. But God doesn't simply want us to know his grace. God wants us to experience his peace, a peace that comes from him. Later on in this letter, we will be told how to experience that peace in the midst of troubling, stressful circumstances. But we need to know the resources that we need to live the Christian life, to follow the Lord Jesus Christ, comes from God. Through his grace, we can have his peace. And this is from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. We need to remember, Jesus died on the cross so that we might experience this grace and peace. The grace that enables us to be saved and peace that we can have with God through that salvation. Prior to being saved, we do not know peace with God. We are in conflict with God. And so Jesus dies on the cross to bring about our salvation and that reconciliation between us and God. So God wants us to know his grace and his peace through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. As we seek to grow as followers of the Lord Jesus Christ, it's important that we recognize his lordship over all things, including our lives, and surrender ourselves to being his bondservants like Paul and Timothy. We need to recognize that we are his saints, that we are called to his service, called out of sin in the world, and we serve him under his grace and knowing the peace that passes understanding that comes through faith in Jesus Christ. Father, we thank you for your holy word that informs us, strengthens us, increases our faith, for faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. We thank you for its revelation of Jesus Christ through the glorious gospel that enables us to know you, to be reconciled to you, having our sins forgiven, and being consecrated to holy living. Guide us in this study as we continue day by day to draw near to you. And Father, we trust that as we do so, we will experience your presence in our lives in a greater and greater way. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Thank you for studying with us today. You can subscribe to these podcasts on Apple iTunes, Google Play, or the Facebook page Drawing Near. Drawing Near is a ministry of FBC Tip City, provided with the hope that we will draw near to God and He will draw near to us.